Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 199 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode A Space for the Unbound spoiler cast. But before I get into that, I want to remind you guys this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com. Monday morning at 7 a.m., please go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. Or you could subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and the audio goes up day and date on YouTube uh, Monday morning at 7 a.m. So you can go there if those are the places you like to listen to the show. Please subscribe there. Give me the stars, the likes, all that kind of stuff. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at, g- at uh, gmail.com. Go there, write me a letter. If there's a game you want me to preview, do that. You can also find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe. So, um... What a game, guys, people, everybody. Anyway, what a game. I, uh, you know, my wife came in here and uh, <laughs> watched me play various parts of this game and would say, oh, you're not having a good time, you're not having a good time, and just uh, kind of walk out, and I wasn't, I'll be honest. There was parts of this game that seemed tedious and drug a little bit, and I understand at the end of the game which I'll get into in a few minutes, there is a reason for some of this. Now, I usually don't, uh, you know, talk about the technical things of games, although I have mostly, you know, if it if it impedes my progress, I mean, I've talked about that in the past with certain games, but um, this is a game that, I mean, this kind of blew me away, so let's just go over the basics of this game. Uh, I did a little bit in my early impressions a few episodes ago, but basically, you the game starts out in the prologue, which I found out this later after playing it for a while and whatever. The prologue, you are Nirmala, you are writing a story in a red notebook with a friend named Atma. Um, Nirmala, you're kind of like on the outskirts of town in like an abandoned, it looks like an abandoned rail car that you kind of set up as a home base. Pretty cool. I don't remember if uh, anybody out there in America, if anybody's listening to the Boxcar Kids, that's what it reminded me of. Uh, anyway, she's writing a story about the North and South uh, Star Princesses. Uh, one is blue, one is gold. She's kind of got writer's block. Anyway, she needs to get the magic wand, which is just something that her, I think, an Atma uh, made. And it'll just help her. And, you know, she's young, it'll inspire her. Um, she tries to, she doesn't want to go home. We find out, like I said, in her, in the early impressions that her father is abusive and not just very abusive. He beats her mother and her. So that's pretty heavy. The game has a content warning when you start the game. So that's something you have to be aware of. Um, and, uh, basically Atma goes to her house to get the wand uh, Nirmala gets too close to the, uh, she can't swim. There's like a broken bridge to get, it's like a shortcut to get back to town, I think. Um, she, um, she goes for, she tries to get the, uh, you know, swim across or something, uh, fails. Atma goes to save her. Um, and then Atma wakes up in the classroom in, um, like he's a high school student. And you basically follow him and you start to realize that things are very wrong. Now, I'm not going to go through every plot beat of the game because this game basically devolves into many fetch quests, which is really the only negative, I'd say. You find out later that, um, I'm just going to fast forward, you do a lot of fetch quests, you talk to a lot of people, and you find out through a circum of events that this other girl that you met in school named Raya 
is kind of the mastermind of this fake environment. She's keeping you basically in a mason jar. Atma, um, everybody at school. We have Eric, uh, Lulu, Marin. All these people are kind of like in a dome uh, for Raya's amusement. She wants to keep things kind of happy and safe uh, as they were when everybody was kind of together because basically people are all classmates and they interact with each other, especially uh, Marin. Marin and Raya were friends and uh, they had similar interests. So anyway, Raya reveals to you she wants to date you. Um, you know, uh, you guys go on dates. All of a sudden money appears in your pocket. Um, if you want to do something fun, she takes you to Cat Wonderland, which is just this place with a bunch of cats. At first, her powers seem very innocuous, but then you find out she's actually, like, uh, it's pretty wicked that she wants to, again, keep you basically in a mason jar. And um, basically, again, I'm not going to go through every spoiler beat of the game, but you find out that uh, actually, uh, through a series of unfortunate events, really unfortunate events, her father, you find out that Nirmala and Raya are the same person that there's been a split in uh raya slash nirmala's personality nirmala is the golden uh i believe the north star and raya is the south star the blue and she's doing it because her father was abusive to her didn't like the fact that she did art her friend marin though they supported each other and uh but they swam in different circles and so Marin's always been trying to talk to Rhea slash Nirmala to get her to... Well, anyway, some of that can be kind of confusing. But basically, the whole thing is to make you... The, the whole idea of this game is to make someone whole again. And again, I've never swung so far on a game before because there is very tedious fetch quests throughout the beginning of the game. And I just... I've been out of town uh, and I just had yesterday to play it and it took me most of the day to finish the game because I haven't had time to sit down and play the thing. And let me tell you, um, I was really, I didn't understand what people saw in this game because it, like I said, it had been recommended to me. I didn't understand uh, how, like, why is this, why is this happening? Why, you know, all this kind of stuff. And um, chapters five and six really just swung the other way so hard that um, I didn't cry. But it is, again, I've talked about it several times in this podcast. To me, it is amazing that games can tell this story. Um, you find out basically towards the end of the game that Atma did drown when he tried to save uh, Nirmala uh, Raya um, in the river and that she's kind of kept him alive as a memory uh, in this mason jar to like preserve you know, what they had. Uh, in fact, she started dating him in the mason jar because... When they met, he was uh, very, he was a little bit older than her. If I, they didn't say their exact age, but you could tell he was older than her. So, in her mason jar fantasy, uh, Raya, I'm just going to call her Raya, basically aged herself up so she could like date him. But what I love and what it says, especially about grief, is there's this great scene towards the end where they're both sitting on uh, a roof, kind of in this mental, you know, purgatory, this weird, you know, matrix area. And, uh, 
she says, you know, I don't ever want you to go. I didn't want to forget you. And he says, well, I'm always right here. You know, I, I don't go anywhere. You, I wrote, you know, we have those memories together and uh, those won't ever go away. And there's a scene when they kind of basically ascend to heaven. They kind of go up and, and he's holding her because she's having a hard time. She has to like confront these things in her past, which I really like. And, and, uh, she, she's, he says, I'll help you. And then he vanishes while he's holding her. And she said, are you still there? And he says, I'm still here. Don't worry about it. You're fine. And I do like uh, before that scene, I kind of went out of order. I really enjoy before that scene where he really gives her the space to talk because she's locked herself in her bedroom because her house is a terrible place. So she's in a bad place in the game because everybody's like rejected her vision of this mason jar. Everybody's kind of figured out what's going on, that it's not the real world. Things are breaking apart. They just want everything to be the way it was. And there's this great scene where he just, you keep going to talk to her and, uh, you know, you get booted out of her room and then you say, that's fine. I'll be here if you want to talk. And then you go downstairs and wait and then you go check on her and then she wants to talk a little bit more and you never really push her to, you know, get better. You don't say like, you need to snap out of it and all this stuff. You just said, listen, I'll be here if you need to talk and you are for the rest of the game. And, um, it says, the, the the thing with suicide is I think she did attempt to take her own life because her father was abusive, if I read the situation right. But then I was reading somewhere, uh, a website I went to, I believe it's called tvtropes.org. What I want to shout out the way this website does, uh, it does um, spoilers. It basically lists all the tropes in the game, and then it redacts each one that's considered a spoiler, like a trope that's considered, you know, that'll ruin the game. And if you play the game, you can click on the redacted and it'll reveal it. And I think that's a really cool way to reveal spoilers. Uh, so they have tons of different media they cover there. Uh, shout out to tvtropes.org. Uh, I don't, you know, this isn't obviously sponsored. There, It's just a .org website. And I thought it was really cool. And basically what they said at the end of that was I thought I missed something. That she came, Raya comes out of a coma in the end because I believe she's committed a, uh, there's a suicide attempt. Uh, and she was in a coma because of it. They don't really go explicitly into detail of like, you know, how or why she did it. But it, it seems like her mom, after she kind of recovers, her mom uh, filed for divorce and they're moving out of the house. I don't know what happened to the father. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're moving on. And uh, one thing that did bug me on, I talked about it before, is epilogues, I thought. Because I looked online when I got stuck, there was a couple of puzzles I had to look up. And it said the last chapter was like two hours long. And I thought, wow, that's that's a long epilogue. And I don't want to get into this situation where, you know, this whole thing of her confronting her trauma in her life and then ascending to heaven, basically, and waking up from a coma. And that's amazing. Hopefully this isn't that long. It's not. I think the two-hour mark is for you to, you know, there's some collectibles in the game and stuff like that. In fact, I like how they kind of shrug off collectibles. You kind of find these bottle caps in the game. And as Atma is helping Raya up these uh, stairs to heaven, basically, she says, did you find all those bottle caps? And he says, nah, doesn't really matter anyway. And uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm sure there's a different dialogue thing if you find all of them. But um, I just thought that was pretty funny. That they, they just totally shrug. Like, I don't really care about bottle caps or you know, whatever. It was stupid. Um, what's more important is me being here for you now. So, um, yeah, I um, the epilogue, though, was powerful because it's really... Raya just going back into town and talking to everybody. She's now an adult. She's kind of talking to people. And she has some great interactions. She sees Marin, who's now a writer. 
and they talk and she's writing again about her story and her mom says, are you going to write about the bad stuff too? And she says, yeah, mom, I'll write about the bad stuff too. And I really like that. That's kind of what I do on this podcast. I talk about the bad stuff. Um, and then I really like how uh, there's a scene where she meets uh, Lulu, who has grown up and it's kind of like in one of those gossipy circles that wants to tell her about all of her you know, friends from high school and what they're up to. And I just love at the end of Lulu's very small dialogue bubbles about who's married and who's going to grad school, whatever. They're all doing stuff. Uh, Raya says, you know, to be honest, I really don't care. And Lulu just laughs and says, I understand. Maybe we can just get coffee sometime. And it was so adult. And then basically at the end, she just walks uh, to a bridge and then wants to give, she bought some flowers and she's going to give Atma some flowers. Now, I think there's a secret ending where I actually go and do that, but I did not watch that. So I'm going to do that after I record this. I'm going to go probably watch a secret ending. I tried to go a little bit radio silent on different reviews and stuff, but there's some opinion pieces out there I want to read from Rebecca Valentine from IGN. Uh, that was posted when I was looking stuff up. When I was stuck, it was like one of the number one things on Google. Uh, and, um, you know, this game, it's like, this is what games can do. They can have these subtle things about suicide and be very poignant and talk about mental health and, um, you know, confronting stuff. And the fact that there is a scene where Raya does confront her father at the end and say, um, you know, I'm paraphrasing. I didn't write a direct quote. Actually, I did take a picture of one quote in the game, which this is incredibly thrilling. I'm going to bring up. I took a photo uh, of this because I, I didn't want to uh, forget the quote. Um, Oh, right here. Maybe I did it twice. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, Atma and <clears throat> Rhea are talking. And he says, uh, Atma says to Rhea, moving on isn't the same as forgetting me. I'll always be here right where you left me. And I've talked about that before many times in this pod about grief. You move on with grief. You don't move on from grief. The people in your life that pass away, those people are still with you with the memories you had of them and stuff like that and the lessons you guys, the you know, the things you taught each other, the lessons they taught you, uh, the times you spent together, those things are all still with you through memory. And so you don't ever really lose. I mean, you do lose people you love. I'm not going to be, I'm not stupid. <laughs> you lose people you love, but parts of them are still with you. And, and I think for the game to talk about stuff like that was amazing. And uh, definitely, again, I swung so hard in this game, I thought, this game, I hate all these fetch quests, but it does make sense that she would try to, Raya, creating this mason jar matrix world uh, for you to like be in, would just try to keep you as busy as possible. So you wouldn't figure out what was going on and you wouldn't want to leave. And and also it stops her from dealing with her trauma and stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah. And so... I, I was blown away. This is definitely going on the game of the year list so far. Uh, again, my game of the year list don't really matter. But it would be crazy to actually have a game from a game of the year list that is somewhat current because it seems like a lot of games that I play are old. And again, the four people that are listening to this, uh, you're you know like, oh, good, a game like that Dragon Cancer that came out in 2012, won Game of the Year Award in 2022. That's good. Um, anyway. Um, I think that's it this week, guys. Please play Space for the Unbound. I know I've ruined everything. I've I've ruined it. But if you if you're listening to this, hopefully you played the game and you feel the same. Um, but before I go on, remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website www.gamingreview.com Monday morning at seven a.m. So please go there, leave a comment, especially about this game. It was pretty great. Let me know what you think of the show. 
you can also subscribe to the podcast through Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, or Spotify. Please go to those places and you know like, subscribe, things like that. And the audio for the episode will go up day and date on YouTube. So please go there, subscribe, give me the comments. Again, especially about this game. It was pretty amazing. Um, you can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com if, if there's a game you want me to cover or just general thoughts about the show. And you can also find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe. And I think with that, I'm out. I will talk to you guys again next week.